3: Welcome to Side Hustlers. This is the podcast that talks to people following a passion outside of their day job. I'm your host from Radio. Carla Marie. And this podcast kind of is my own side hustle at this point. My day job is hosting my own morning show, the Carla Marie and Anthony show based in Seattle on 106.1 KISS FM. You can listen to it from anywhere in the whole world on our free iHeartRadio app. This week's guest is Danny. He is the creator of National Park Geek. And if you know anything about me, I am a National Park Geek. So I am geeking out. Danny started this side hustle because he also had a love for national parks. And now it's gone from him selling a few t-shirts online to actually being sold in national parks. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side
1: hustler. Do
3: it.
0: I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo. It's the Side Hustlers podcast
3: with Carla Marie. So I'm definitely going to geek out in this episode. And pun kind of intended, I've got Danny from National Park Geek here. Hi, Danny.
4: How are you today?
3: I'm good. How are you?
4: Pleasure to be with you.
3: I see you've got your National Park Geek mug. Big fan of that. Of
4: course. Of course.
3: So National Park Geek is a... Is it gear for national park lovers? How would you describe what it is?
4: Well, yes, I, I have products that I that I sell that have the National Park Geek logo and mm-hmm. those kind of things. But, but I think more than anything, it's a community to kind of share the park spirit to let others know about what's going on in the park. So whether it be a big park or a small park, you know, I try to communicate as much as I can about all the other opportunities that are out there in the park system. Yeah. There's 417 different park sites. So a lot to see.
3: And anyone who knows, at least me from Instagram or from my morning show, knows that I am a huge National Parks fan and supporter. But for me, I'd say that's kind of new. That's about four years at this point since I moved from New Jersey to Washington. Uh-huh. And that's when I really got to experience National Parks. Where does your love for the National Parks come from?
4: I think my first park was probably Fort McHenry, home of the Star-Spangled Banner. I, I, that's where it started, I think, as a kid, right? And then being in the Boy Scouts and yeah. outdoor activities and... It's always been a part of my life to go experience parks for the nature or for the history. So the National Park Geek movement kind of grew out of that a little bit over four years ago.
3: So you started National Park Geek in 2015. So between you being a kid to 2015, there was quite some time. So you did other things. A couple years. You did other things in between that time. And National Park Geek was your side hustle for a while. So what made you say, let me start this company?
4: I don't know, just kind of that passion urging, looking at and, and seeing other entrepreneurs and hearing their stories. And like I said, it was more of a, let me just start to share the spirit of the parks. My feeling is the more we care about these places, the more we're going to protect them. I think knowledge is important information. So people can go, hey, I care about these parks. They can talk to their, their legislature. And they can go visit and they can support them through their nonprofits. And, and I think that's an important part of it all was to really just kind of show all that's out there
3: yeah for me it's kind of funny i i think i found you guys on instagram because someone who followed me had sent me the national park geek instagram account and then over the last year i've had three different friends in three different parts of the country visit different parks or places and they'll all mail me either a national park geek sticker or one of the patches and i'm like it's so cool that They're a thinking of me, but finding your product, supporting you, supporting the parks and sending it to me. And and when we connected, I was like, this needs to happen. You need to be on this podcast because it it makes sense. So what was the first product that you created for National Park Geek? A sticker and a patch. Sticker and a patch.
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah. It was uh, started with a sticker and a patch. And then I I had some t-shirt designs available online. I'm I'm also a designer. So, you know, again, it was another opportunity for me to get creative and get out on my own. So it was, you know, place of creative output i love photography so i could share my photos i could share my designs and it it literally started with a sticker and a patch
3: Hmm.
4: and and now it's basically it's my my full-time hustle at this point
3: yeah and you have way more than a sticker and a patch now you do you off the top of your head know about how many products you have between men women everything
4: (laughs) It's, it's it's a lot i just added more yesterday for this week's cyber monday sale probably more than 100 at least oh for sure Oh, Definitely. easily. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: incredible. So you said you had a design background. What was your full-time job when you started National Park Geek?
4: I was teaching college full-time, teaching, teaching graphic design.
3: Oh, in okay. Teaching graphic yes. design. And then you yes. found the time, like, how did you find the time to do this? It
4: was, it was like every entrepreneur, right? It was afternoons, evenings, free time. And I, I think when you, you, you find something you're passionate about, you tend to find the time to do it, but it was just knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm, going to do this. I'm enjoying it. So it was just kind of making it happen. Luckily, it just kind of was in play and was starting to work. And my my teaching position got eliminated uh, for budgeting issues and kind of went right into National Park Geeking.
3: So you said you're married and you have a seven-year-old now, but when you first started, your kid was much younger you know, you're uh-huh. doing this. Was your wife like, really, you're gonna start this right now?
4: Uh because no, this is this has been a gradual <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying? It was like we're just doing something and we're we're being creative and getting ideas out there. Next thing you know, this has become a full time thing. So it it was never set out to be full time. It just was start out set out to be a thing and then it turned into type of thing. Which is what I'm happy about.
3: Well, yeah, of course. When did yeah. you know it was it was a thing. When did you know that National Park Geek was actually becoming a full-time job?
4: Probably about a year in. It was getting a little bit more. And then I started selling with um, park visitor centers, basically through the park nonprofits, February of 17. Okay. So, you know, I was like, wow, this could turn into something really quickly. And and, and really within a year, it had
3: so, what was the first national park that you were able to get, National Park Geek?
4: Saguaro down in Tucson.
3: So, how did you get that? Like, how did that relationship happen? Did you just call them, and be like, "Hey, I got some cool gear. You want to sell no, it?" Like, well, how does that work?
4: We were we were on a family vacation, and we were touring parks. That's what you do. Yep. So, we were going through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and it was a couple of weeks. And every park we went to, I would pass out some stickers and say, "Hey, if you have something you are interested, let me know." And the manager Sawaro liked it and got a hold of the the buyer and we talked and we got into parks and it's just grown since then. You know, a lot of it has just been word of mouth and but um, yeah, we're selling now in more than 130 different park sites. That's incredible. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's amazing. I pinch, pinch myself every day.
3: Yeah, I mean the thing you've loved as a kid now you get to be a part of it. It is pretty awesome.
4: Yes, and we're we're from Statue of Liberty to Guam. I mean literally all across wow. Pearl Harbor, the National Mall in DC, Independence in DC, up in your way, we're up at Olympic cool. Crater Lake. Uh, so it's just, you know, Zion Arches. It's just, it's just amazing, you know, and you know numerous battlefields and small historic sites and it's a, it's an honor, really.
3: The National Park Geek Instagram which people should go check out. It's National Park Geek on Instagram. It's gorgeous. The pictures on there. And I love that you're actually showing like you do have product photos, but most of the pictures are of the actual parks.
4: Yes. And they're all user generated from the the community. That's amazing. So they're, they're hashtagging national park geek. I'm finding them. And then we're, we're, you know, we're reposting to tell whatever the story is that day.
3: Was the name national park geek like, okay, duh, it's obviously this, or was there something you threw around?
4: I was using that hashtag just because I was a national park geek. Right. And, a, and a friend said, that's kind of a cool hashtag, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, because I was just doing out my personal hashtag. And it, again, it was all these things that clicked. Someone said that. I went to a meetup at Joshua Tree. And, you know, I was like, wow, there's other people like me. It became an evolution. And, and here we are.
3: What were the things that you would recommend for someone who's got this idea, got this thing that they love, and they kind of want to turn it into a business. What was that like early on for you? Or what advice would you have for someone who wants to take that first step?
4: Do what you love. You know, find things that you're into. I, I believe if you're more into it, you're going to put more time into it. It's true. You know, it, it, you know, it's like it's it, so. Find things that you enjoy and and see how they can become your thing. Like I have a little idea and it's kind of blown up, uh, and there's a bazillion other little ideas out there. And, and we see it all around us, whether it be, you know, through uh, TV shows, Shark Tanky, that kind of thing, or just the Internet, um, listening to your podcast. Just go do it and don't worry about it. You know, you, 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 it, there's never a perfect time. You just have to do it. And, and if it doesn't work, you learn from it and you'll do something else.
3: Yeah, I feel like a lot and, of people get scared and like, oh, I don't want to fail. But like uh, you said, you learn from it.
4: I, I, what I know now, I didn't know four years ago. I mean, I never expected it to be a business of this, you know, this size kind of thing. And and it's and there's obviously a lot more things that can happen. But every day you're learning and you're trying to figure it all out, whether it be illegal stuff and accounting stuff or <laughs> how, how to build, how to put your website up, or yeah. e-commerce, or how to make the Instagram work. It's, it's a learning process, it, but it's a fun time.
3: Well, uh, going back from stickers and and patches to now, do you ha- at that time it was just you? I'm assuming mailing the stickers and patches out on your own yes so where is national park geek now do you have employees do you have how does it all work for the most part it's
4: just myself and, and my wife helps and and my my daughter she helps mm-hmm. at times and she she does she does product development she comes up with ideas um <laughs> and, and, and i write them all down because a lot of them are very yeah, good ideas I'm sure. at some point we'll be like wow that's brilliant i'm gonna make this someday so yeah we're still pretty small pretty nimble trying to keep it that way is you know i don't know i said we're trying to keep it that way but it is that way at this point, right. and you know, like everything else, you'll will expand as, as we need to. Uh, now that it's full time, it's 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 much more manageable, type of thing.
3: And I'm also obsessed with your official title, at least the title that was in your email, Chief Geek Ranger. Is well, that <laughs>
4: everybody needs a title.
3: I love it. I'm a so. big fan. You said to me that you are a member of One Percent for the Planet. I don't Correct. even know what that is. So explain that.
4: One uh, percent of a planet is a organization. Started by Yvonne Chenard from uh, Patagonia, uh, oh. basically where organizations pledge to give back one percent of of all sales to environmental organizations, and and they they monitor you you submit documentation of your donations and your your taxes and all that kind of stuff to them. They've raised tens, probably hundreds of millions of dollars wow. at this point, and, and you get to pick your organization you want to donate to. So it could be a local park charity, it could be a organization that does, you know, takes care of beaches. Uh, And there are literally hundreds. At this point, I think there's thousands of charities that you can select from.
3: So what do you switch it up? Or do you stick with one? What do you do?
4: I've consistently been going with the National Park Conservation Association and uh, the National Park uh, Foundation as big ones. But um, you know, this year I did uh, donations to Sequoia. I try to switch it up a little bit, but I always keep like the National Park Conservation Association there because they're they're acting on behalf of you know all the park mm-hmm. sites throughout the country.
3: The National Park community—it's pretty incredible once you get into it and start realizing that these people have the same love as you have. Has there been anything surprising for you as a business owner in that community since you've started?
4: I think the friendships that have came out, that have come out of it. Um, I, you know, I'm friends with with numerous calm geeks um, we've I've met many they're very supportive and then they have their own little like friendships that have developed so you know what started as a little meetup or just posting and sharing through Instagram has turned into physically meeting and going to parks or or, or just going on vacation together it's it's quite a really awesome community.
3: Have you you keep mentioning you know that you've met people through National Park Geek? Have you done actual meetups for fans of National Park Geek?
4: Yes, we've done uh, several in the past. Um, really, you know, as we were starting up, really pretty small. Some Joshua trees, Zion, and you know, Sawaro. So it's something in the future I want to do more of. Would be meetups or potentially activities like photographic workshops or helping with cleanups and. Helping with parks, restore trails, and those kind of things. So, they're all on my radar, and things I want to. Again, now it's finding time to do those things.
3: Right, so I'm sure. You know,
4: it's like so. <clears throat> before it was like finding time to do A. Now I've gotten A done. Now I got to find time for B, and you know, just that's you know, the business where it just kind of keeps growing. But I don't want to lose that. I think that's an important part of, uh, of the National Park Geek idea is to build that community and give back and let other people know about you know things that they can do.
3: Yeah, and of course, if you get all those people into one place, and it's a national park geek, you know, sponsored event, it's just it's better. Obviously, for the brand, when you get to meet these people face to face, and they get it, always it always does well. But I've done a ton of uh, cleanups here in Washington, and like you're saying, it's always great to get out there with like minded people and do something good. And now that you have that community and that platform that ability to tell people hey we're doing this and we're going to go do good here and you Mm -hmm. can make that happen that's incredible being able to turn what you've done into something amazing so yes i want to help with that whenever you're ready to do one in washington or i'll even come out somewhere warm and sunny i'll be there no worries we'll we'll work it out so the logo for national park geek i love because i'm a huge fan of park rangers i was one for halloween two years ago and i actually between my glasses and the ranger hat that i wore (laughs) I was the logo. The logo. I was. Oh, I'll have to nice. show you a picture. But was that the original logo that you wanted? Was that the first thing you thought of? And I'm assuming you designed it yourself.
4: Yeah. No, I did it myself. Again, it's a design just kind of evolved over time, right? I mean, it was you know a couple of weeks of working on the design. And, you know, in this case, working on the logo. And yeah, that was it. That's it's been the same since it started in basically August of 15.
3: People, I'm sure, just love buying the actual shirt that just has the logo. Yeah,
4: that's that's definitely – they're the biggest sellers, just selling the logo shirts. Yes, definitely.
3: It's so cool. Like, I, I it's it's so simple and it's so – anyone who loves national parks just gets it and wants it and it's great.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously there's people that follow along and, you know, are a part of it and then there are people just kind of stumble in. And, you know, likewise at the park stores or – People that are looking for it, but there's people just kind of like, "Hey, I'm a geek," you know, and they, yeah. they can relate to it. And I think that's why it's it's worked because people can relate to it. There's a, you know, there's a the, the funness of it all. I, I think I said like I said, there's there's a lot more geeks out there than we ever would thought. And it's, it's like, true. oh, I'm one too, right? And it, and it's okay to be a geek, as I yeah. say.
3: You, you got to own it. You got to do it. Yes, and it's, and it's yes. people of all ages, too. Like you said, when you were oh, a yeah, kid, totally. yeah, you started going. Or someone like me who didn't realize how great national parks were until their 20s. And then even people who are older. I mean, have you seen the, is oh, it yeah. Grandma yeah, Joy, yeah. the road trip?
4: Yes. Yes, Grandma Joy is amazing. And I was, you know, following along with her before Grandma Joy became Grandma Joy and became <laughs> world famous. I mean, here's somebody in her 80s just start to go to parks. And then we've got, you know, obviously people are taking to their the parks when their kids are babies and, you know, doing junior ranger programs with yep. little kids. And I, I still do junior ranger and I do it <laughs> with my daughter. It's amazing the diversity of them, of everybody. Yes.
3: Yeah, it's cool. It's a great community to be a part of. Obviously, it's been amazing for you. You know, you found something that you loved, and you've turned into a company. But was there any moment in, say, the last four years where there was? It could be a disaster moment, an oh crap moment, something that went wrong as a business owner that you've learned from.
4: Knocking on wood, there's been no major okay, catastrophes. <laughs> Obviously, there's learning, right? There's just learning things of oh, I got to do it this way, or this this will work better, or you know, how do you? figure out you know shipping or you know i don't know where do you get this from or that from so i think the hardest part has been like making sure you do it right but mm-hmm. i guess not being afraid to and at first you like you buy a few stickers and it's 50 bucks and now you buy stickers and you know you're you're buying hundreds of dollars at a time or more of stickers so uh, things go up because you're doing more and luckily everything is quote, done okay and you know i'm confident in what i do and as a designer and. You know, and, I, and I'll get feedback from some people. I'll, like, show them this or mm-hmm. give them the ideas. And it's okay to start small and build. You don't, you don't need to do with 10,000 units of something right. or, you know, make a million patches. Just do a couple. And, you know, that's the great thing about today's world is you can do that. You can, you know, do T-shirts on demand. You can get a few pins made. You can get a few stickers made. And it's not going to cost you a fortune if you're going to be, you know, selling those kind of products to so just go ahead and do it. You know, it's a very unique time where we have this and we have these cum- communication devices, you know, such as your podcast or mm-hmm. Instagram. Or It's an incredible time, honestly. It really is. You know, we can go online and make an e-commerce site.
3: It's crazy. I mean, you I know, it's, it like, it is, it's, it's, <laughs>
4: it's mind-blowing. Right. I mean, it totally is incredibly amazing what we have literally in our hands, our phones that we can do. And, you know, with a little computer on the side, you can make a business. It's it's, it's 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 my there, I, there's no time like this ever.
3: Well, and I'm assuming in, the, in history, Instagram must be a huge part of your oh, yeah. business. And totally, now you've got totally. over 330,000 Instagram followers, yes. and you start like, how did you a build that? And do you find a lot of people coming from there and going and shopping?
4: Yeah, I think yeah yeah my, my Instagram is the biggest push. Wow. You know, when I look at where are people coming from, Instagram is is definitely it. But I knew all along Instagram was where I wanted to be. I knew just from its visual aspects that uh, this is where I needed to build a community. So yes, we have you know stuff gets to put on Facebook or, or Twitter. Um, we we have trying to do more blog posts on the website, but Instagram has always been it, and you know it's still probably my favorite platform to work with.
3: So as we head into 2020, into a new year, do you, as the owner of a company, have actual like written down goals this is what i want to do this year this is or is it just like you know what let's keep going i, I
4: it's more just keep going cool uh, you know like we're, we're doing trade show this is our it'll be our third year with an organization called the public lands alliance which kind of brings together the park associations that'll be in dc this year it kind of moves around um next year i think's in portland so i, I belong to that association and i'll have a, a little booth there to potentially make more make make me new clients yeah. and meet old clients and existing clients so yeah that's definitely like one of those goals i'm gonna you know how do i do it better i get ready for the trade show so there's there's goals like that but nothing formalized like oh i need to do 30 percent more sales right. here or there you know it's like I know there's things that I could be doing more of. I'm trying to do those, but I also don't want to lose the spirit of what, what is here. You know, I it's like important. I don't want to push product every day on my Instagram. Uh, you know, I probably should be pushing more. And I know that's a fault of mine. But I'm like, I just want to share the beautiful pictures and, and the yeah. beautiful sites. And I want to inspire like I'm inspired.
3: Right. And you get those people inspired, then they're going to want to support yes. and, and show off that they are a national park geek so i think it's a yes. it's a good plan and, and, it, and it's working
4: so it's like i don't need to beat them all right. over the head to go buy a t-shirt i mean <laughs> i have t-shirts and yeah you'll know i have t-shirts and if you didn't know well, hopefully you'll be a follower and you'll see that we do sell t-shirts but i, I don't want to hit you over the head every day I'm, you know that I need
3: to keep the community there. Yeah, it's smart. You figured out what works and the fact that you do have a community. Not every business or every industry has a community, especially like the national park system does. So it makes sense that you are just keeping the community alive and not, like you said, jamming products on everyone's throat because everyone else is doing that anyway.
4: Yes, yes.
3: Okay, so then I want you to give me one last pitch, one last why someone should go support national park geek
4: i want to pitch why you should support national park i'll take it uh because if we don't support these places they're going to go away
1: mm-hmm.
4: plain and simple whether it be a, a a big beautiful park like yosemite or yellowstone or, or the grand canyon it, bits and pieces will slowly be taking will, will go away and so we have to protect these places and and show that we love these places and these are an important part of our, our heritage as a country. So whether it be the big parks or the small little, you know, battlefields or historic houses, and they tell the story of, like, Harriet Tubman. They they tell the story of, you know, women's rights and, and gay, lesbian rights. And, yeah. You know, they they tell the story of, of the, the battles that we fought as a country. And these are important parts of our, our own country and our heritage. To me, that's important. And that's I think partly why I started National Park Geek is to make sure people know these stories and they don't just think of Yellowstone or or Yosemite they also think of you know places like the National Mall or or Ford's Mm -hmm. Theater or you know General Grant's Memorial or the Statue of Liberty you know these places all need care and protection and that's why people should be a National Park Geek so they can share those stories with that support these places will continue and and they need it. There's billions of dollars of of backlog maintenance and repairs. Oh, I know all about it. You know, and it's like, you know, we need to do that. And then if, and if we spent all the money today to fix it, it's still not going to fix it forever. We have to continue that. Yeah. And if if we don't continue, the house will continue to fall apart. It's true. We need to to keep the house fixed and and add more money to make it a a little bit nicer and mm-hmm. but if we don't it will go away.
3: You're right. I work um closely with the Washington National Park Fund here and I didn't realize how much money they as an organization have to raise or how much money they do raise to help the Washington National Parks and everyone just assumes oh it's government funded they're fine but they raise so much money as a private entity to help support them and it's like you're saying, you know, there's ways to support by just going to a park. You're supporting a park. You don't have to donate yes. money. You don't have to, you know, go to a big event and, and spend all this money, but you just by going to a park and being aware of just the knowledge, then yeah, you are supporting a park. And that is probably one of the biggest things you can do, but yeah, national right. parks aren't just going to run on their own. They need our help. Yeah.
4: And, and it's not, it, like you said, it's not just national It's state parks. Yeah. And yes, we're, we're focused on national parks because it's, it's big, it's nationwide, and, and all that. But every state has incredible parks, mm-hmm. state parks, local parks, and, and we need to support all of them. We need to have these places that we can go and, and get outside and explore nature and, and become one again. So yes, supporting the parks, state, local, federal, are definitely, I think, incredibly important. Uh, if you're at a park, go to their visitor center. Yes, Buy a sticker. You don't buy my sticker, I don't care. <laughs> buy, buy something, right? Because all of that helps, and people don't realize that You know, these are nonprofit associations that are running these little visitor centers and taking care of things. And all that money, the proceeds, all that goes back into the parks. And and they need it, whether it be trail maintenance or programs, junior ranger programs or hiking talks. They need these things. So it's these kind of items that will allow these places to exist.
3: Well, I agree with everything you just said. And listen, I've been preaching it. On my Instagram all the time, I don't talk much about, I don't get to talk much about national parks on this podcast specifically. So I am selfishly glad that I got you on here awesome. to talk about this. And thank you so much. I want everyone to go support. It's nationalparkgeek.com. And then you can go to Instagram, nationalparkgeek. And then on Twitter, it's NP underscore geek. Did I get it all right?
4: You did. Thank all you. Right.
3: Danny, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Get out there and support our parks. They are our country's greatest treasure. Even if you just go to one, I promise you'll go to more after that. But get out there, support the parks, and support Danny. It's nationalparkgeek.com, National Park Geek on Instagram. You'll see his pictures, fall in love. I guarantee you, you'll book a trip next year. Thank you so much for listening to Side Hustlers. I've got something cool coming up the next three weeks. I'm actually going to have best of moments from some of my favorite episodes this year. My producer, Houston, has been putting all the clips together. So shout out to him because I know it's not the easiest thing. But I'm excited for you to hear over the next three weeks some of the coolest moments of Side Hustlers this year. You can follow me on Instagram at The Carla Marie. Always rate and review this podcast. That is a huge help. And until next week, keep hustling.